Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and my guest today is the CEO at the Brainerd uh, Family YMCA and that's Shane Riffle. Shane, welcome back to Community Focus. Hey, thanks for having me. It feels like we're a a step forward. Uh, We usually have been doing this by phone, but now I can see you. Yeah. Well, we're trying some new technology here to try and uh, clean up the sound and uh, make it sound better. And that's the, the basic goal. But it's good to see you as well. Exactly. It almost feels like I'm there. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's it's a pleasure, Shane. So uh, you got a lot of things going on at the Y. Um, but let's start with the distance learning now, because for parents, that's become very, very important, hasn't it? It is. And um, I, again, I'll say I'm really proud on how we prepare for this. And to a large degree, you know, thank you to Lane and Corey over at the schools and, and Norby with the busing. Um, this is really give us a, a way to more deeply partner with them and really make sure that we're serving the kids um, and the families in the community who need us. So they've been really helpful on giving us a heads up and so that we can plan and prepare, but also the, uh, the local health department, um, we're able to see the, the COVID numbers. So that gives us an idea when things are going to change in that school learning model. So we've been ahead of this and prepared. So beginning Monday, we're actually taking registration right now. So as the elementary schools are going to full distance learning. We're going to be able to support them with full day care at two spots right now. Um, we have the Y open and then also Camp Fanatic, the two metal buildings, which are fully heated. The, the snowshoes and skis are out there. And then if numbers do increase um, and the demand increases, we've been talking to Candace over at the ARB. So maybe using that as a site as well. Wow. So, yeah, this uh, landscape is changing rapidly with COVID, but it's good to know parents are going to have some options because I know a lot are scrambling right now, wondering what they're going to do with those kids. If they want to get them signed up, can they do that right now, Shane? It's open. It's been open for a few days. As soon as, you know, keeping in tradition, as soon as the the email and the phone call goes out from the school, we are turning our registration on and parents, you know, they start calling immediately and Jess and her team is ready. So, yeah, if they go to BrainerdLakesYMCA.org, at the very top of our website, there's a link to the registration um, for the, the Y and for Camp Fanatic. There are a few days of the week where the, the Y is, is full. Um, we're following all safety protocols. We're keeping kids grouped into pods. Um, by school and we're sanitizing as they rotate around the YMCA to use different parts of the Y and then keeping them together so that in in the chance that there is some kind of uh, an exposure within a group, it wouldn't shut down the whole Y or the whole program. Um, we would just work with that group and, and follow the direction of the health department. Um, but there definitely are plenty of opening, openings at Camp Fanatic. And as the demand grows, we'll make sure that we have spots for everyone. The I think like the schools, though, I, I will say um, we are finding that there are pinch points with staffing as we take precautions and make sure that if staff are experiencing any symptoms or just don't feel well, we're asking them to stay home. If there's a potential exposure with a family member and that family member's being tested, we're asking them to either work from home or, or not come in. So we're taking it very seriously, but that does create some shortages for us. We're having to juggle a lot around. Uh, so actually I'll put a hiring play out there. If anyone has 
certifications experience with youth development and is looking for some part-time or even full-time work, give us a call. We are really trying to onboard folks fast and, and make sure that we can meet the demand and have the staff to, to provide the high quality programs that people are used to. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Hey, and, and in addition to helping with distance learning, you're still offering uh, some youth sports. I know uh, I, my, I was just talking with my granddaughter and she's back involved with a dolphin swim team. So you've got some things going on, don't you? We do lots of new partnerships and programs. And again, I'll, I'll jump back to safety that we're doing it all within what the guidance from the state of Minnesota is. For instance, our youth basketball program, which just started, we have, instead of them having a team of, you know, seven or eight kids and playing other teams, we've created more of a, a macro team of up to about 15 kids the same age there's two coaches and they'll be with that group throughout the entire program so that they're not co-mingling with with other kids from other groups and they'll scrimmage that group so they do the skills the practice and then the scrimmage and game every saturday against that same group and a lot of great feedback so far and we're limiting it to one parent to come in and watch and we've got markers around the entire gym so that they're spaced out and then they leave in between the scrimmages when the next group comes in in between we're sanitizing the basketballs the seats in the area um, so that we're doing everything we can to, to be safe um, but yeah like you mentioned as well the dolphins have started and we're we can take a few more swimmers but we pretty are maxed out with what we can accommodate uh, with the space and the kids are just having a super fantastic time we're looking at virtual swimming so that they'll still be able to compete and it's starting to feel like like the why of old, you know, with people are more, I walked into the lot this morning and there was a lot of cars out there. Uh, people are coming into group fitness classes. Uh, the dolphins are here in the afternoons, childcare pickup. It's really exciting to see that energy because that's, that's where the energy of the why comes from. It's the people and the members that are here participating in, in these awesome programs. So that getting into this time of year where we're supposed to be happy and celebrating um, for us to be able to bring people together safely and reconnect, you know, those relationships is really, um, it means a lot to me and it means a lot to the staff and it's so glad to, to have that happen, but we want it to happen safely. Yeah. Now, uh, with that in mind, uh, since things are starting to hum, you've got a lot of safety protocols in place. If someone is thinking about a membership, uh, they can sign up right now, can't they? We are always welcoming new members, um, so come on in and sign up. Remember that we have financial assistance. So if um, you know if if it, you're in a little bit of a pinch, or if you've experienced some cutback in hours in your job, or even been laid off, um, the Y is the perfect place for you. We can work with you and make sure that you have access to memberships and opportunity and programs. Um, it's all income based, so uh, just come in and take a tour. We'll tell you what we're all about hopefully connect you with our mission and it's it's so much more than just a place to go in a membership as you know it's it's the relationships and it's what we do in the community it gives you a chance to be a part of something and belong to a to a cause that's that's greater than yourself and we're really just so proud about that and you know this time you know more than ever we need as many people with us and supporting our cause. So, you know, we'd really love to, to bring back if you've been a member in the past or if you, if you never have been before, 
um, come check us out. The uh, COVID, we were down about, let's say about 27 to 30% of our members, you know, have decided that it's either not safe enough or have had some kind of change in their circumstances where they, you know, haven't been able to come and, and, and belong. Um, and we're hoping to bring those folks back. Um, the Y is a pretty special place and, you know, we're always welcoming. I agree. It's a very special place, and uh, I'm proud to be a member there. Hey, um, you know, you, as you talked about memberships and supporting those uh, based on income, part of that is uh, able to happen because of the annual Y campaign, if I'm not mistaken. And isn't that underway now or will be soon? It's- it's underway. We're coming up on halfway through of the campaign. It's a five or six week public campaign, and we recruit about 40 volunteers in our board to reach out. And it's not just asking. We never look at it as, as just asking for money. We want people to it's, it's an opportunity to opportunity for us to storytell and share the impact that the Y has for the kids and families and seniors throughout our community. Because we know that whether it's lifting someone up every day when they come in for a program, for a group class, or just to to come in as a a member, whether it's making them smile after they've had a crummy morning, or for some kids that are looking for normalcy that are in foster care or for some circumstance has been taken away from their home and is looking for a, a place that's safe and nurturing and cares about them. For kids that have been isolated you know, throughout COVID and needs that exercise and, and that sense of teamwork through youth basketball or swim team or swim lessons, we're here for them. And not everybody can afford it you know, to pay that full price for membership. That's why we have the financial assistance. And I always say, if there's a need, um, come see us and we'll always work it out with you to make sure that, you know, you have the opportunity. And our Y Partners annual campaign helps to do that. We have a goal this year of about 88,000. And so far we're about 22,000. So we're creeping towards our goal. Um, There's also another campaign that's been going on. And I'd love to thank Christy Westbrock at CTC and Chris Shucker at Digital Horizons. This summer, after we had that damage from that really crazy rainstorm in July and we had so much damage, they really got together and said, we want to support the Y and we think that the community would love to support the Y. So they organized a a grassroots campaign that they've dubbed uh, Rebuild the Y. And that's raised about $26,000. Their goal was to get uh, 150 businesses to support by making a contribution of $1,000 each. And they're they're on their way as well. So we're just really grateful for that. And also all the members who have given to the annual campaign in the past. This year, I'm seeing that people who you know, may have given at some point, but haven't in the last year or two are coming back and making a donation. People are increasing their gift. And then people are sticking with us despite, you know, some some tough times at home. So we are always grateful and we put it towards the best use possible. Kids, seniors, families who who need a a safe place to belong. Absolutely. Now, uh, you've got folks out in the community telling your story and asking if we'd like to be a part of it. But if we haven't been contacted, can we uh, set up an appointment like that or could we maybe even just go straight to your website and make a contribution to either the campaign or the Rebuild a Y campaign? 
Exactly. If you go to our website, uh, Brainerd Lakes YMCA, you can scroll down and click on a link. Or if you just type in Brainerd Lakes YMCA forward slash give, that's going to take you to our annual campaign. And you put me on the spot, but I believe it's um, go CTC forward slash YMCA, I believe. Um, But that's where you would go to the rebuild the the Y campaign. Um, I think if you Google it, it'll probably pop up as well. But, uh, yeah, that's been incredibly generous with Christy and Chris, who have given so much of their personal time to rally the troops to help support that. So websites. Yeah. All right. Uh, another thing, Shane, uh, the CARES Act. Now, uh, tell us about how that worked for you. Yeah. So just I'd love to give a shout out to the Crow Wing County, to the cities of Brainerd and Baxter and all the other cities who participated, and also Kim Rollins with United Way, who helped facilitate the the part for the nonprofits, they um, had an allocation that they were able to create some guidelines and provide some much needed support to local nonprofits who have struggled. And nonprofits, you know, not just the Y, but you know, the United Way itself, kinship partners. Um, Bridges of Hope and so many other nonprofits are doing more good today. The outreach program, they're doing so much good in our community when there's the biggest need. Um, this was a fund that they could apply for and receive some funding to help, you know, bridge that gap and get them through um, so that we can, you know, be sure that these nonprofits are going to survive and that they're here when that when the community needs them. So we're proud to, to be side by side with all of those folks, but also grateful to the to our community for recognizing that nonprofits play an important role in, you know, the health of our community. So they made it possible. They allocated um, significant funds to different nonprofits. And we were obviously one of them that are receiving funding. So I wanted to make sure and thank them. Um, We couldn't do it without them. This is going to be such a tremendously challenging year for us. and, And we know that and next year is as well, but it's been, it's been a call for us and people have told us over and over again, we're so thankful for the why and what you do for the community and there's even more needs. So our board of directors, we are now working formally with a a consultant called grow. They're helping us do some feasibility, some market research, and we're talking to community leaders to look at the future of the why, what, where should we be located? Where can we have the most impact and what should our footprint be and what critical programs and services should we be providing? So this is a time to revitalize and reinvent ourselves and and look at what we do for the community. So there's some big changes coming and we are so incredibly excited about that. Um, You know, we're not out there publicly with a, a campaign and asking for money. We want to do the research and we want to really take a close look. Who can we partner with? Partner with? What what should we look like? Um, those are all important questions that are that we're asking. That our board's going to hopefully come up with an answer with in the next year or so, and then then we'll go forward. Well, there's no doubt that uh, your role in the community, I think, has expanded, and that's a wonderful thing. And so many partnerships and programs, and it's just great to see what's happening. And yeah, we'll we'll see how that looks in the future. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that just triggered another thought that, you know, I, I when you do good and people become aware of it, it seems like 
you know that old adage of birds of a feather flock together, but I've just been receiving a lot of phone calls and inquiries, even from other nonprofits. And I'd like to um, thank Mary Jetland as well. She reached out and she's trying to help build a connection between a number of nonprofits. Um, the, the couple I'll mention now are the Gull Lake Sailing School and also Mount Ski Gull. And looking at ways that we can share resources, um, build collaborative uh, programming so that we can reach more people and expand our impact from more of something that's local to regional. And if we can do that, it's, it's good on so many levels. It gives kids and families more to do that's affordable, um, that we can offer financial assistance to. But when we're doing that, it's also great for the economy. It retains jobs. It creates jobs. It expands our, our reach. So there's so many different levels that when we're working together that it's a benefit for the entire Brainerd Lakes area. So there, it seems like every time I come on, there's a lot of great things on the horizon. And when we can get over this COVID hurdle, as we will, um, there's going to be great days ahead of us. And I'm so optimistic and grateful and thankful. Well said. Yes. And we will get through it. Well, Shane, we we're, we're going to run out of time here, but I want to just say thank you so much for what you're doing in the community. Thanks for visiting with us today to keep us up to date on what's going on. And we'll invite people to go to your website and find out how they can be part of it uh, through memberships or giving to the campaign or both. Thank you so much. The why we're so thankful for having the opportunity to be a, a part of everyone's life. So we're appreciative. Very good. Shane, you take care and uh, we'll talk to you again next month. Thank you. All right. Shane Riffle is the CEO at the Brainerd Family YMCA. I'm Ken Thomas, and that's today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be accessed right at our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen to Community Focus on our free downloadable app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.